The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Um, I think some people like to drive themselves insane on the internet, like someone on my screen right now. But (laughs) we've got a good lead. It's still early in the season. It's before the trade deadline. So I would rather us have the issues that we've had and the injuries that we've had in July than August. That's true. It's true. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. It's not a great day to be a Yankee fan. Is that fair? We have a 12 and a half game lead. We do not have the best winning percentage in baseball anymore. Dodgers passed us. Yeah, we're 680. They're 681. Ugh. I don't care about that, but I do care that we have, what, a game and a half lead on Houston? Like, that is a big fucking deal. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that worried about it. Okay. I can't worry about the ALCS in July. There are so many ways we could not be there and so many ways that Houston cannot be there. Uh, I definitely disagree. I don't see any scenario where the Houston Astros are not in the ALCS. I think they've been in the ALCS every year since 17. Maybe maybe they missed maybe they missed one, but they're pretty much in it every year. Yeah. I mean, well, they play in a shit division, so it's much easier for them to have the record that they have. We play in a division of now we've got one team, thanks to us, under 500. Um, Justin Verlander could get in a car crash, you know, that could happen. Don't, that's don't tease thing. me. <laughs> you know, that's a thing. There, there are is. a ton of things that could happen. We're a couple line drives up the middle away from, you know, some serious injury problems for the Astros. You're, you're an optimist, man. And the last time, so when I we just had that, talked about a guy getting in a car accident and you said you're an optimist Well, for us, I mean, that'd yeah. be optimistic for the Yankees, but the last, so when we went to Houston for that one game bullshit, whatever that was right before the break and they scored one run or two runs or whatever, you were like, no big deal. So the last Thursday they go there for a double header and pretty much get embarrassed. They get walked off. And then the second game, I think they were down seven, one and judge hit a garbage time home run to make it a little closer. They hit one fifty one 
in seven games against Houston. And you're saying still, still no concern with the Astros. I'm worried about tomorrow's game. Okay. Okay. I can't at this point worry about like, I'm worried about the first round of the playoffs. We could lose there. It's possible, possible, but unlikely. Yeah. I mean, statistically, yes, it's unlikely, but it could happen. You run into a team that's hot at the right time. I mean, we rarely lose three out of five games, but we have. So I just think, like, everyone who's getting so, like, here's what Houston did today is, like, it's, you're just you're worried about the wrong things. Scoreboard watching them, I agree. Um, and I will side with you from an optimistic standpoint with, look, I love Michael King. He's been fantastic, but he got hurt and everyone's, I'm seeing, like, season's over. Everything's done, like. He's not even a top five player on the team. Like, guys, you would have thought Aaron Judge tore his ACL the way people were talking about that King injury. If we can get Araldus Chapman back to 80% of what he used to be instead of the 30% he is now, that's Michael King. Yeah, but I I think the issue with Chapman now that you brought – I think it's a sticky stuff thing. I think he clearly does not have the same confidence. And if you look at his numbers, like everybody talks about it with Cole. But if you – I think Chapman has an ERA over five. Since the sticky stuff ban, like, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, he stinks. I was watching. Uh, so Friday night, I'm watching. And I'm doing, like, I'm second monitoring it. Yeah. Because, listen, we're about to go away and see them. I'll second monitor it. Now, we're up, and I'm really tired. So I tell my wife, like, hey, listen, I'm going to bed. I'm going to throw the game on up there. And I'm starting to think, like, I could just fall asleep. My eyes are getting heavy three-run home run. And I'm like, I can't fall asleep or we'll lose because that's what happens. And I will admit, I've never wanted the Yankees to lose a game, but there was a part of me that thought about you pouting in an Airbnb (laughs) on a Friday night that I was like, "Ah, I don't know. It was a slog, man. I think it ended at around 11. Like that was was a four hour slog, even being there. Like the judge homers were fun and stuff like that. But Tyone was an absolute disaster. I don't know what the fuck his problem is. I mean, you can't get out of the third inning against the Orioles. Like, dude, he, he is like, like we need to have this conversation. Like, does he deserve his next turn? Jamison Tyone. Yeah. He has, doesn't he have 11 wins? He has 11 wins, but I think he has a 10 ERA in the past, I don't know, month, six weeks. It's been awful recently. He's 10 and two with a three, nine, three ERA. All right, now do the last do the last six weeks, or look at the last five starts. He's been, I think he had an eight ERA, five starts, something like that. It's Let's bad, see. dude. I mean, we're winning game like every game I watch that he starts. He gives up a home run in like the second inning, and I see you and a bunch of other people go, "How's this guy even get a start?" And then he get we win and he gets the win. We, we he didn't get a win. He went two and two thirds innings against Baltimore. He didn't get out of the third inning on Friday night. Correct. I'm not giving You're him right. credit for a win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just yeah. saying, dude. Like the past month has been has been bad. And in the like, past 28 days, his ERA. Where? How, how do you? Why do you give me all these stats, but not fucking ERA? What they give a point the batting yeah. average is 270. Pretty high. Yeah, it is. But what, I mean, we're talking about skipping starts. No, no way. Clark, he's Herman. got a six three eight for the last 
Well, Herman's fucking garbage. Herman was terrible in Houston. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Look, let's just lead it. I think the answer is Luis Castillo. <laughs> I mean, I think that what we've seen in the last week makes, you know, I, I feel like it's always a fluid situation as you go through the season of like, do we need pitching? Do we need hitting? Do we need relievers? Do we need feeling like, you know, from week to week, it could change based on hot streaks and stuff. But from. Sevy, we still don't know what the deal is. Um, Herman is not Sevy, you know, and Herman had some great numbers in his rehabs. Uh, but I think it's become more and more evident, even with the King injury, because it's one less guy we can rely on after a starter. I think starting pitching has really presented itself as what we need. I, w- I would agree with that. I I, I think they need Castillo. I, I really yes. do. They, they they need they need Castillo and Martino said that they're in on him uh, and and Soto. So ideally, like just it's one of those. It, it's how I felt with Machado and Harper. Just give me one of them. I mean, in that s- instance, they got neither of them. But in the, in this instance, is just give me one of them. I think the Yankees know that this is could be a special team. And I, I, the more I think about it, like Cashman can't just do the 2019. Oh, we feel comfortable with what we have. Like. I no, feel like can't he, feel he knows he knows he has to do something. Yeah. You can't feel comfortable we have. I feel confident this team can get to the playoffs, but like it could be one of those things, even with a twelve and a half game lead, you know, we're a couple of injuries or slumps at the wrong time away from all of a sudden it's like August twentieth, and we're just like, Oh shit, that's a seven game lead now. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah, definitely. Then they like we keep talking about. They still haven't gone to the West Coast. You know, they they still have to you know a couple more couple more challenging series. But and and when I, mean, I we gotta play that, the Mets, we gotta play the Mets. Yeah, right. I know you're very dude. You sound like a Matt. You sound like Boone or like a GM. Or I'm just thinking about today, or I'm just thinking about tomorrow. You sound like a starting quarterback at like an NFL press conference. I mean, uh, so yeah, I sound like a lot of winners. <laughs> there you go. You got it. You can only control like you 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 can't control the schedule. You only play the games in front of you. And I think if you start worrying and like you and Stanzo like worrying on Twitter doesn't impact the team. No. Your mental health I worry about. <laughs> Very much so. But the worrying, it's when you've seen it before. Like you brought up uh, Stanzo. He had the tweet where it was like, what did he say? Something about, oh, we passed on Cliff Lee at the deadline, then he eliminated us. We passed on Verlander at the deadline, then he eliminated us. And we passed on Cole in 18, and then they eliminated us. Like I, I can't let us pass on Castillo. Houston gets him, and he eliminates us. Like we, we When you see the same thing happen multiple yeah. times, you get a little scarred. Oh, no, no. I mean I totally agree. I think we, we have to go get him in general. Like we just – we need another arm. This is a team, like you said, this is a special team so far. I've said for years right here on this show that it's up to the team to prove that they are worth investing in. And this team that we currently have has more than done that. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. There's no there's no question. But, like, you could have said the same thing. I mean, the 2019 team – they were, I mean, people don't remember, but they had a 10-11 game lead at one point. They were dominating. They had the best record for a while. 
and Cashman didn't do anything. So I, I just think I just think with Cashman, it's he, he, there is that fear in the back of your mind that you could just see him at the podium on August 2nd being like, oh, we had some conversations and takes two to tango. There's a storm. We need to find a dance partner. All those same five analogies that he uses. Like I have PTSD about that. Oh, yeah. So like I, I totally agree. Like if Cashman goes out and same song and dance doesn't go out and get anyone. We don't win the World Series. Now, we aren't going to stop being fans, stop showing up, or or anything like that, right? But there are, like, fringe fans who, as it gets more and more expensive to go, we're out, like, we're out of people to give monuments to. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You know, I mean... Next year, it'll be like 25 years of the 1998 team. If, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so that's, true. you know, th- that's really kind of all they got. And, like, that gets you out there for one day. They'll do that the first Sunday of the NFL season in 2023. <laughs> and then, like, there's not really – there's nothing else to bring people to the games. You know, because if it's, hey, this is what happened to the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves made the playoffs every year. And you could watch games and because they also got they would get like the shitty playoff schedule. They would get the like AL the NLDS one o'clock start a lot of times. Yep, yep. You know. And you'd go, you watch the stadium would be empty for the first round of the playoffs. And they would even say on the broadcast, like the fans here, like people don't care until like we've been here. Get to the next thing, then we'll care. And I even feel like after we won in 2009, when you get to like 2011, I mean, 2012 felt a little special because like Jeter had a really good year. But like some of those teams, I remember it being pretty easy to get tickets. Yeah, we actually got I remember being in college and like I was in a fraternity, you know, mixed group of fans like Phillies, shit. Yeah, I'm the man, whatever. Yankees, yeah. Phillies, That's Orioles, <laughs> Red Sox. And like people were making fun of me like, oh, there's empty seat. I think it was Jeter broke his ankle like that next game, game two against the Tigers. Yeah. Like there were empty, like visible pockets of empty seats at game two of the ALCS, which sounds crazy now because all of our home playoff games are rocking. But yeah, it's it's really not that far ago that that happened. But that's because we've missed a couple. We missed a couple of playoffs. Yes, yes. There's you COVID build the season. Thirst back up. Yeah, but you know, are, are you are you dying to go to an ALDS game? No, no, I'm really not. You like you? I'll I mean, go to you know, I'll go to one or two. Like I'll go to either game one or game two of the DS. Depending on how the schedule shakes yeah. up, like you're less likely to take off a day of work for an ALDS. Right. It used to be like, hey, if if I said, like, hey, Nick, I think I'm going to go. It was a lot more digestible to be like, all right, I'm going to tell work that I need to leave at three. Mm -hmm. Are you going to burn that equity? For an ALDS game at this point? No, been there, done that. Right. And like CS, CS and World Series. I will. Absolutely. I I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. But then and so you are one of we're actually talking about this at brunch. Uh, when you weren't there, um, that you might be the biggest Yankee fan. Oh, thanks. I've said, like, I think you're the biggest Yankee fan that I know. Um, And you reservations about the ALDS. 
for a regular fan, a regular family, am I going to go spend $350 to sit in the sun with my family on a Saturday or I go to Jones Beach? Yeah, no, it's very valid. And it's funny that you're saying this because I remember in 2017 when we got the home wildcard game against the Twins and me and my dad were like, home playoff game? Like, let's go. We're back, baby. And it was really exciting. But if we were going to play in a wildcard game like this year, I'd be like, fuck that. You know, it it does. It does jade you. It's all about expectations and and where you've been. But, yeah, from my perspective, like I'm trying to save my money. You know, I can afford to go to the games, but I can't afford to go to every home playoff game. So yeah. saving my money for the World Series. You and save, the and it's not just your, it's the the finance, the financial commitment. It's like the time commitment, um, you know, cash it in the favors with with your wife, with work, with yes. I'm not talking about you specifically, but just like everybody. Yes. yes. You know, with your kids or, you know, for when, when you've got a family or whatever it is, like, are you going to do all that? And less and less people will. Um, so to a certain extent, like when people talk about, and I don't think many people are saying like, we got to hold on to all our prospects. We wanted to hold on the prospects for the future. The future is now like, this great, is it. great transition, man. Exactly. Trade all of our prospects for Soto and Castillo. That that's where I'm at. Like if like Anthony Volpe, people are talking about this guy, like in, in his best case scenario, he's maybe 60% of the player Juan Soto is. Best case scenario. Juan Soto is a once. Well, I guess the example I'm using is a twice um, in a lifetime available player via trade. Babe Ruth, Miguel Cabrera, Juan Soto. Yeah, exactly. And if you remember, so that a lot of some people don't know this, but the Yankees did have the opportunity to acquire Miguel Cabrera after the 07 season and they refused to include top prospect Phil Hughes. Yeah, like think like, you know, think about it. And I know we you always joke about how I, I cry about the Cliff Lee trade, but like we didn't want to throw in Abraham Nunez. Like when you look back at this shit, it's so fucking dumb. Acquire the star. And in this case, the star is 23 years old. Soto is the most obvious that like you just none of these none of these prospects will be Juan Soto. Not a single one of them. Five of them combined probably are not Juan Soto. No. And even and again, even in their best like their best case, they're like, oh, ha- maybe they'll be half as good. But I yeah. think the Yankees are very arrogant about their prospects. Like we developed him. We know what we have. Like, don't don't you say like that? it doesn't, but like they don't work out. Like we're not good. I know. I know. Gary Sanchez sucked. Glaber Torres has been very good half the time. The other half, he's awful. And I don't know if you can even call him a yet. Like, he was a Cubs prospect, and we traded for him. And, dude, look look around the diamond. Uh, Rizzo was a trade. Glaber was a trade. IKF was a trade. Donaldson was a trade. Uh, Judge is homegrown. Stanton was a trade. Hicks was a trade. It's not like they've developed. All these guys are mercenaries, basically. Montgomery and Judge and uh, Loisaga. Or homegrown. And, that's about and it. H- and Higgy. And Higgy. And Tim LaCastro. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm not very confident in in their their pros like their prospect and their team development as they are. I would give away all these guys for Castillo and Soto, like all of them. I so we have in our like top six um minor league like prospects, we have three shortstops. I think you keep one. Sure. You know, like because uh, you've got two at at triple A and then Volpe is at double A. So like one of the guys at triple A has to move anyway. Yeah. You got to move up. You got to move over. You got to move out. 
but you can't stay there because Volpe's got to move up. Volpe's got like 13 home runs in double A. And people are like, oh, but you can't give up Volpe for Juan Soto. Like, imagine being the Nationals. Like, that's automatic. Like, if Cashman says, oh, we're not including Volpe, Mike Rizzo, the Nationals GM, is hanging up the phone immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, tell us tell us what you want and negotiate a little bit so you have some flexibility. But I think I was willing to go four, but I think three of our top prospects, Wells, Peraza, and then what's that, the pitcher like Walsh? Walsh or I can't yeah. pronounce it. Yeah. Um, and Glaber, you offer that. In a heartbeat, I would offer yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you have to, you see if you could throw in the other shortstop instead of Volpe. So then Volpe gets called up to AAA. Yeah. And I think the argument, like, so some people are making the argument they'd rather give up less and just get Castillo, which. I'll listen. I'll listen to that argument, I guess. But, you know, in, in terms of in terms of Soto, I think you just have to give I think you have to give everybody up. It's and, and people don't realize that he's like the same age as a lot of these prospects. <laughs> like, yeah. He's what, 21? Yeah, uh, maybe he might so, only be 20. Soto's 23. Like there's really not much of a it's really not much of an age difference. No. And people are worried like, well, then we can't resign Aaron Judge. Yes. There you go. And that's a decision that Aaron Judge made. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Great segue, Jack. Andy Martino was I'm on the mic. I'm not even looking at – Dude, the, you were like – you like. I just, haven't opened the document where you put in the topics in probably this year. I feel like you're doing the Stranger Things thing where you're like reading the mind, <laughs> reading my mind. Uh, Martino was on the Michael K show today, and one of the things he mentioned is that sign, you know, trading for Soto would give Cashman more leverage against Iron Judge negotiating, yeah. which, you know, every because everybody's saying, oh, we lost all the leverage because Judge is having a great year. How do you get that leverage back? You trade for Juan Soto. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. Juan Soto, again, 23, has put up some great numbers. Not even close to his prime. Right, right. Like he probably on his existing contract, he still won't be in his prime. No, yeah, it'll end when he's 25, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like crazy. 26 to like 29 are like the prime years for baseball players. And ju- look, Judge walks fine. You have Soto and Stanton back to back, and you just pay Soto eventually. And by the time you pay Soto, Stanton only have like two or three years left. So it's not like they'll at $20 million, which is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get three of them for at least two months. Like it, it, to me, to me, it's a no brainer. I would probably bat. I think it'd be so cool to bat Soto lead off 
and then go judge and stand back to back. Like just drop the hammer out of the gate. You wouldn't want to break them up a little right, left, right. That's an argument. And like you could say go Rizzo a third. But I feel like the idea of just just those three, one, two, three is just like terrifying for a pitcher. Well, yeah. I mean, even if you went like we have a regular leadoff hitter, DJ, Judge, Soto, Stanton. I mean, that'd be that'd be ridiculous, too. Yeah. Any way you yeah. slice it, it's going to it's going to come out well. Yeah. So, I mean, and at that point, you're looking at an outfield, you know, for game one of whatever, if, if you, you know, need to, of Stanton, Soto, and Judge. And that's insane. You don't have to worry about Hicks or Gala. No. You probably, you probably have Stanton DH and play Hicks in left field. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Bottom ninth, bottom yeah. eighth or, or ninth. No, I, I think – and the other thing about Soto is that he crushes Astro pitching. I think he had three home runs against them in that World Series when they played against each other. He's got great numbers at Minute Maid, and he's left-handed. I, I mean, yeah, like if you had to construct the perfect player to come to the Yankees – Yeah, it would be, be a big-ass Dominican who bats lefty. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. I mean, that's why I wanted David Ortiz for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, dude, it made me, I know, like, I don't want to waste a lot of time on this. Seeing the people on Twitter, like, slap the slap fest over him going to the Hall of Fame made me want to throw up. Well, the Hall of Fame's a fucking joke. Yeah. So, like, who, like, I didn't care when Jeter went in. Um, because it's just, it's a, it's a joke in general. Uh, it's a joke that guys like Jeter or Cal Ripken weren't unanimous Hall of Famers. And I had tweeted today, A-Rod deserves a lot of credit for going up there, being supportive of David Ortiz, all that stuff, knowing damn well he's better than everyone they fucking inducted this weekend. Oh, yeah, 100%. A-Rod's really trying, dude. He is trying everything to get in the good graces to get in the hall, and I just don't think it's going to be enough. I mean, I think eventually it undergoes an overhaul and all those guys get in. Clemens, like you, you just do not have a a Hall of Fame without Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And the funny thing for me is like Manny Ramirez was a better player than David Ortiz on the same team, but he didn't have a cute nickname or a nice smile. So like, so he's not in the Hall of well, Fame. No, a, he got busted twice for steroids. Well, Ortiz got busted once. Well, no, Ortiz failed the test. Manny got busted and publicly suspended. Uh, okay, I gotcha. Like Ortiz, it was like a leak. Whereas like Manny went through the suspension, then like did the suspended retired. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I forgot he got suspended. That was like at the end, right? Well, he got suspended while he was with the Dodgers. Yeah. Then he got the hundred game suspension uh, with the Rays. He was like in spring training, and then just retired, and then like came back, and he was playing AAA as like a player coach for the Cubs in Iowa and then he went over to like South Korea and played. I, now I remember, I forgot about the race thing. That was at the end. Wow. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, but like Manny Ramirez is all famous. Personally, I don't care about steroids, um, especially in that time. But like, yeah, you can't have a hall of fame without those guys. No, I, I agree completely. And my heart. So like where I am, my heart, I want Soto my head, I think they're going to get Castillo and then maybe supplement that with Benintendi. What do you, where are you with that? Like heart versus head. And I just like I, the Benintendi thing. I just know if we have to go to Toronto 
how fucking mad I'm going to be if our starting center fielder can't go. Yeah, well, you'd figure we'd have home field, so it'd be two. It'd be two games in the DS that that he would miss. Games three and four, probably. Yeah, I want no games. Like, so that's enough, is that enough for you to not even want to pursue him though? Like you'd still yeah. have him for every yeah. other. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's enough for me to like close the door. Where Maybe in, I give up. Less. Where in first place, the team that's in second place would have a dramatic home field advantage. Yeah. Like I had no tolerance for Rizzo for judge. Like it doesn't change because we're up by games and it's not, if they, if he wasn't vaccinated and could go to Canada, like I don't give a fuck. Infect your whole family. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but those are the rules that Canada put in place. We can, you can bitch all you want. Don't go there if you don't want to. But if it's part of the job to go there, I need a guy who can go there. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. I, to me, it's just like, I will give up less. And if anything, I think it's maybe some negotiation leverage for Cashman. Look, I, I can't give you X prospect. I can't even have him in Toronto, but I'll give you this lesser prospect. Yeah, I think it could other, almost work to our advantage. No, there are other teams that are in on him. So it's just like who don't have to, who are less likely to go to Toronto. He also seems like a dumb fucking anti-vaxxer too, Benintendi. Isn't that like how I was not surprised at all when I saw. I think a lot of these guys, I mean, the Cardinals, because it it all kind of died down. And now these teams that don't go to like the Cardinals are there now. And Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, like they are not vaxxed, so they can't go. And the Phil, the Phillies had it like I heard locally the Phillies that happened in the Phillies a couple of weeks ago like Real Muto and Alec yeah. Bowman a couple of guys uh, yeah no I to to me I'm I'm still interested but I give up less it it does feel like though it feels like they're gonna do they're gonna do something and I almost think it's good that we've slipped a little bit in the past two yes. three weeks coming into the deadline right you needed to you needed to like we're not gonna win seventy percent of games throughout the season or or higher like it's just. It's such a long season. You get into those dog days and like occasionally guys need days off and guys get dehydrated and have cramps or whatever it is. So it's good to get some of that shit out of the way. Maybe bring in some people who have like, a you know, some excitement. So that's one of the things. So I want Castillo because he's he's good. Right. And I think the my biggest fear is when it comes to Castillo, Soto, Benintendios is like, can you get Soto and someone else? Like, do you? Are there enough prospects in the world to get both? I don't think so. So that that's what makes it tough. You know, I think because if you're giving now, if you said, you know, I said, oh, we give three of our top five prospects or four of our top five prospects in Glaber and you get Soto. If you could make it where it's like, oh, we'll give you four of our top ten and Glaber and at Cincinnati, we'll give you Gallo. Uh, and three of our top 10, then I think, you know, you can do something there. You can get both. I do that in a heartbeat. hundred percent. I, I give up all, if I can get those two guys, the thing, the thing about Soto, like for me, I can live, if we have Soto stand and judge at the top of the order, I can live with the, uh, you know, an okay rotation as opposed to like an amazing rotation. Like I think they will score enough runs maybe that they don't need another starter. It's, it, it kind of comes down to like, are you more worried about preventing runs? Or are you more worried about scoring runs? And to be honest, when it comes to Houston, I'm more worried about scoring runs in minute Maid park than I am worried about, you know, holding their hitters down, I guess. Counterpoint. 
no team has ever lost a game giving up no runs. Yeah, look, it, it's it's a debate. It's an argument. It's a com- it's a conversation. Yeah. It's like run prevention versus run scoring. Yeah, and so the thing is also like Castillo's obviously very good, right? Juan Soto's obviously very good. There's an energy Juan Soto brings that I honestly do not know if it's built for long-term New York success, but I know that it's good for I'm joining a team with a 12 and a half game lead at the end of July success. hundred percent. Can you imagine the energy in the stadium externally and in the clubhouse internally if he shows up on August 2nd? I mean, the, like, I, I can't even imagine. And to your point about the long term thing, I thought the way he handled the questions at the All-Star game with all those reporters around him in L.A., I thought he handled that pretty well. I'm not really concerned long term. He seems I mean, to win a World Series at 19 doing what he did, he's got to be pretty mature, right? Yeah, I just I, I think the Yankees culture is tough on anyone. Yes, that's true. Like, it's an unfair. It's unfair to expect everyone to be able to like step up to that between the fans, the organization, the media, like it's a, it's a lot. It is. And I know he does the wiggle thing in the box that some people don't like. He, he grabs his nuts. He fucks around a little bit. Yeah. Which like some people like, some people are going to fucking cry about, you know, the first time he goes one for five, but grabs his dick. People are going to be mad. Yeah. I mean, for me, it comes down to like the guy balls. And I think he puts baseball above everything else. The Yankees put baseball above everything. Like, I'm not I'm not worried about that. Like, there are certain guys. I think we used to talk about this with Trevor Bauer. Like, you know, he's a fucking wild card. And now he's like, you know, a a rapist. But like (laughs) with Soto, I'm not really there's I don't have that concern that I like Bauer. I remember going to that free agency. There was a big thing like and I don't think he would have been a good fit. But Soto, I do. Yeah, no, I think Soto can be a good fit. Bauer, I knew, was never going to be a fit. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was just no way. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think the big thing is, you know, coming out of – and people get upset about losing the game Saturday, and there were people mad at Cole. Cole gave up three earned over six innings, and maybe he shouldn't have gone back out there for the seventh, but we really don't have – we didn't have anyone else that we could feel confident in handing the ball to right there. Uh, my issue is more with the lineup who's facing a guy with a five ERA and isn't scoring seven runs. So we're seeing what some of the holes are. And like, yeah, you know, the Internet's mad at Cole for not throwing a no hitter every game. But I think that, you know, the Yankees who know more than us are looking and go, OK, well, here's like some obvious holes. We need to score some runs. We need some run prevention. How do we figure out the, the best way to piece that together? And is it Castillo and someone else? Is it Soto and someone else? Is it Soto and Castillo? I don't think it's Benintendi, though. No, he's Benintendi isn't like doesn't get the juices going like those other two. Like, no. he's, like it's like, oh, we're good. We got Benintendi, you know, playing the parade. Well, it's tough to get excited about Benintendi when Soto's on the market. Oh, exactly. He's like a dollar. I mean, he's like a dollar store version of, of Soto Benintendi is. And in terms of the, like the Cole thing. Yeah, I was a little bit frustrated that Cole blew the lead. But exactly like you said, you're facing Jordan Lyles. The guy fucking sucks. We have most of our starters playing except Stan. You got to score more than three runs. And to me, the concerning thing about this series. So they scored 16 runs in the three games. Judge drove in eight of them like they like. I, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's dominating, but nobody else really did shit. Yeah. 
I'm with you. Yeah, it's like there and people like to compare this team. Uh, we don't really do this, but to the 98 team or other great teams like those teams were balanced. They had guys contributing one through nine. This team, it's like, all right, we have a couple of guys that are doing phenomenal and a bunch of guys that have been very quiet lately. Yeah, I mean, that's it goes in lulls. It's a long season. Um, but when you have the opportunity to improve, which we do, it's out there like it's all come together. We have the prospects. It's the right time where, like, we've been burned by the idea of our prospects for a long time. Um, you know, Sevy has not turned into what he was supposed to be due to injuries. Glaber's 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Judge is the MVP. Gary Sanchez is on the Twins. Yeah, Judge is really the only one that you can say, like, they definitely hit. I mean, you go back to Greg Bird, like, b- bunch yeah. of these bunch of these guys. And I, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think is people's obsession with, like, the prospect hugging? Like, these 18, 19-year-old kids, like, what? Because just like, oh, well, we're, we're going to be good for forever. That's how we're going to be good for forever. So it's like a pipeline thing. Like, oh, yeah. I, I want to I be good in 2026. I think, like, people, I think fans, and for a lot of people, they're they're younger. You know, so they're in their 20s now. Hear about, and like the Jeter documentary, it's certainly not going to help with this, but they hear about right. that core four. We built that core. We won all those World Series off that core. Now let's, you know, we're going to do that again. I'm going to live those glory days that everyone lived in the 90s when like the league has changed, the sport has changed, the the players have changed. And you're the to a certain extent you're the New York Yankees. I understand there's limits to what they'll spend, but if you win a World Series, it's a lot easier to spend more the next year. You know, like if you get that first one out of the way, it's a lot easier. So now that you're this close, fucking trade everyone, go out there, win the World Series, make a bunch of money, figure out the financial element on the other end, because yeah. you will. That's perfectly said. And it it is a different game, like you said, 100%. And people are talking about, like, remember in 2017, it's like, oh, we're going to have a dynasty. This is we like, you got to win one first. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't use the D word in, until you actually win one. But you're right. I think I think that's exactly what it is. It's the core four kind of glory years, good old days, almost golden ageist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, totally off topic. Stanton sitting 164 since May 21st when he had that ankle or calf thing. Boone said he was banged up and exhausted after the All-Star break. Any concern there? All-Star break's there? a fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Don't want those guys going there. But, yeah, I – um, yeah, there's concern. I mean, it's a long season. It's a concern of a long season. I think that's why, you know, people get upset because you got a couple days off in Baltimore or, you know, a half day off. Like, that's what's going to happen throughout the season. When you have guys who are six seven, like their bodies do break down. But the same people who are looking at that and being like, what the fuck? How come he's not playing? Want to extend someone who's the exact same size. And probably what? 30 pounds heavier and inch yeah, taller for nine more years. Yeah. Till, till he's 39. Yeah. And the thing about judge is like, I don't think anybody can disagree with this. Like this is as good as it's going to get. This is like. Oh, you know, I've been dating the girl for like two months. 
honeymoon phase. Everything's amazing. We never fight. Like this is just this is the peak of the peak. It is all downhill yeah. after this year. Like, nobody can argue. I don't know. If it's downhill. It might plateau for a year or two. But like if he goes down, he hits sixty home runs. Like he's not hitting sixty one next year. No, no, I don't think he's not hitting seventy. He's thirty. He's in his prime. It's a contract year. Like I don't think we'll ever the health. I don't think we'll ever have this combination of dominance, dominance from him again. And if you think about it, like letting him walk and and getting Soto, like that's kind of what the Astros do. Like you get it's guys amazing. in their twenties, they get in their thirties. You let somebody else go overpay them. And then you get another stud in their 20s. Like, that's kind of the – I feel like that's the secret sauce almost. It's and efficient. you get the draft pick for the qualifying yes. offer. Yes, yes. They get a, They would get a They get a first-round pick. And, like, to be honest, if you were going to ask me, like, Nick, do you want Soto from 23 to 35 or do you want Judge from 30 to 39? Soto 10 times out of 10. Yeah, and a first, an extra first-round pick as the Yankees, which does not happen often. Yeah, we never, we never get extra picks. <laughs> yeah. So, like – I, I think it's it's clear that they have to do something. The trade deadline's what next Tuesday? It's August second. Why? I don't know. July thirty first every year for a hundred years. And wasn't well, July thirty first? It's a Sunday. Yeah, I thought it went to Monday originally. Where well, the markets closed, they get it on a Sunday. You don't yeah. do the trade deadline. Although it'd kind of be the easiest. If you made it like midnight because you play all the games, there's only the Sunday night game. So you just make those last minute wheels and deals. But people are traveling. I think I think it's 6 p.m. I think it's 6 p.m. this year. Oh, this is something kind of random. I want. You know why it might be Tuesday? Yeah. Because teams are off a lot of times on Mondays. And this way, you've at least got guys going to some kind of facility to like be told they're traded like it can be done in person you're with the team right it's no like hey well we were in california we were wherever we were and you stayed an extra day because you're from there and now you don't have your shit because it's on the team plane logistic logistical thing i don't know though martino saying the yankees are in on soto this is real like that gets me really juiced because he was the one that first said we were heavy on coal and he was also the one that threw threw uh cold water on the machado harper thing early that off season like he's usually he's usually pretty accurate like that definitely that definitely got me going a little bit i'm not gonna lie yeah i mean it's gonna be an exciting week again i'd rather it happen sooner than later whatever we're going to start to do. I'd like to make that first move. So, cause I think it also, it's a, a also a leverage thing. Yes. You know, Oh, Hey, well we already did one thing. We're willing to, you know, if let's say we trade for Soto, let's say that's it. Like, cause even I think if you're Brian Cashman and you go, all right, well I want Castillo. I want Soto. I got to get Soto by Wednesday, you know, or Thursday. So now I've got a little leverage for the negotiations. Get one of them like going into the weekend. Yeah, I, I see yeah. what you're saying. But I don't think there's any. So I don't. So I don't think there's only Soto leverage. I don't think anyone's getting leverage over the Nationals when it comes to Soto. No, no, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. Rizzo, I mean, he's a good GM. He won a World Series. He knows he knows what he's doing. Um, I'm sure he's gonna get a good good value. And dude, we got we got Scherzer Wednesday. So they have I think it's Montgomery and Taiwan Walker. On Tuesday, and then Herman and Scherzer on Wednesday. So hopefully they win Tuesday. Herman and Scherzer. <laughs> it just makes you what want to a, throw up. <laughs> what a fucking pairing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then it's yeah. up a little, though, after that. 
what did you buy some subway series tickets and now you can't make it dude honestly i bought them and at the time i was like oh like subway series only an hour and 20 minute drive we can do it and then after going to baltimore for the weekend i just i have no interest to be honest uh, right after you went to vegas right right it's just too much I'm, I'm burning out although i am i am going sunday against the royals and you'll like this so like one of jamie's uh bridesmaids her husband is one of those guys like we always talk about it we're the yankees guys he he came up to me he's like i want you to take me to yankee stadium like i want the full experience take yeah. me wherever you so like do you think i go just billy's the whole time before do i do a, the museum the monument park like if somebody says they want the full experience like where are you taking them i wanted to ask you oh okay so i just um i just did this when okay. we were the game we were at in new york yeah right like brunch or whatever yeah i said because same situations. My wife's friends, they're doing a like every ballpark thing. They were with us in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah I met them. I met them. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I said. I was like, listen, they got the monument, you know, the museum. If you want to do that, you just go to Yankees.com. There's information on that. I don't know that stuff. If you would like my experience of what I do and what regular fans do. Yeah, let's go. I'll take you. I took them to stands. I took them to Billy's. I didn't go to the dugout. I would have gone to the Yankee Tavern. My wife didn't really want to go there. And then, yeah, I took them to a game. We did a lap at one point in the stadium. Okay, you did a lap. Okay. Yeah. Like on like on the lower level? Yeah. Gotcha. I was like, we can go wherever you want in the stadium. We're like, yeah. you guys can. You're, you're adults. You know, I got them some good food stuff. So, you know, they could try that out. But like the monument and stuff like, yeah, I mean, you can go to Monument Park or whatever. That's just that's not me. So that's yeah. not my experience. And that's not a regular fan experience. That's true. The reason I'm kind of conflicted is like this guy, like he's definitely he's definitely like he, he plays fantasy baseball. He's like definitely into the history of baseball. Like, I think I think he'd like like the museum or Monument Park and stuff. But at the same time, like it's hard to like leave Billy's an hour and a half before the game starts. And be like, oh, let's go wait online for the museum. You know, it doesn't really it doesn't really get the juices flowing. Yeah. <laughs> and on a Sunday too. That's tough. Yeah, one one thirty five game. I mean, I got like uh, we'll probably get into Penn Station like uh, maybe eleven a.m. So we'll have some time. I think it's like a one thirty game. Maybe maybe Ben and Tendi will be playing for us that day. Royals Royals are in town. They just leave him in. You know, just leave him leave him with us. Wear a mask. <laughs> I think that's all we got. We're just having some fun. Everybody be safe out there. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Listen, we're 12 and a half games up. We lost some games. It's going to be an exciting week. We'll see uh, We'll see what's going on. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you at a game soon, or we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.